Hey, welcome everyone to Ashes Pathfinders, the dedicated Ashes of Creation show, now running 55 episodes strong. Uh, before I get started in the episode, introduce my guest. Uh, I want to go and give a shout out to all the Patreon supporters over on Patreon.com and uh, all the paladins of the Crusade, whether it be here on YouTube uh, or whether it be here on Twitch, over on YouTube, uh, or even on DLive, which we have now left as a platform. Sad face. I don't know that I talked about that in detail. That might be for another episode. Uh, Daedalus, my co-host, how are you doing? Hey everyone, how's it going? Um, yeah, one thing I was going to say is next week, I won't be here. Sim's taking an actual vacation. And by actual, I mean where he's going to check out, like completely out. Not going to make anything. I'm not going to... Uh, I'm not going to be doing any content or anything like that. I'm not going to really stream. I might stream one or two days in there. I think I told some of the, some of the peeps here in the crusade I would be, but uh, yeah, that's a completely different uh, discussion. Necro. I'd have to explain that to you some other time or later either way, buddy. Um, but yeah, so, so anyway, so next Monday I won't be here. The show won't be here, um, which more than likely is going to be just fine because at this rate right now, I'm kind of feeling like, you know, every other week is pretty good momentum for the amount of information that we've been getting. Um, let's see where to start. So was this posted today or yesterday? Because I see 841. But I feel like that must have been yesterday or was that today? The uh, dev discussion number six. Sharing I the... saw the tweet today, so I think it okay. was today posted. Okay. How's everybody in chat doing? Welcome, friends. Uh, yeah, so dev discussion series three, sharing your PvP experience. Um, so yeah, I have a really good PVP story and I would encourage you all to go check out the dev discussion if you were inclined to do so over on the forums for Ashes of Creation right there, link in chat and, uh, here over here on Twitch. Uh, let's see. Yep. There we go. And yeah, it says the question says, what is your favorite? What is your favorite MMO PVP story? Why does that experience or memory mean so much to you? So I'll let you go, Daedalus. Why don't you give us a little snapshot? Well, there's a couple of things, and I would say most of it's recent because um, I've had good and bad experiences. I mean, I think in terms of where the experiences fell short has been around, like, this performance of, you know, my system or with, like, a lot of people there, everything kind of slowing down to a crawl. That's obviously, you know, I think everybody has had that experience in some form or another that's definitely a fun killer but as far as kind of what the question was talking about i would say my favorite experiences really revolved around like playing with friends people mm -hmm. i know usually where i personally felt useful or relevant as a player in the fight so specifically like my class had some sort of utility or i played a a part in it and there's kind of two that i would say stand out to me in terms of experiences and one was I guess I would say recently because I haven't been really playing any MMOs for a few months mm -hmm. now, but when my wife and I were um, doing some battlegrounds and between her healing and me kind of holding on to a relic to gain points and um, one of the one of the PvP uh, battlegrounds, just being able to kind of contribute there and be a large reason why you know she and I contributed to the win, I thought that was really really fun for me because again i felt like i was irrelevant you know i was holding my own i was kind of communicating well with other players um that was fun 
And then the other one was actually kind of an open world kind of experience. So one thing that um, for those not familiar with the latest World of Warcraft feature um, since the recent expansion War Mode, my wife and I were leveling up in War Mode. I'm sure she remembers this one. We were out questing and these two guys started harassing us and and pretty much we just got to a point where we're like we're done we just kind of went to town and just murdered them i think they they i don't remember if they killed us once or not but they we like murdered them when they tried to start something and then the the last part of it i think the at the end of it was we got so annoyed with them we started like going after them and actually chasing them down because they brought friends and at one point my wife is like laughing hysterically because one of the guys tried to escape by hang gliding off of a cliff and she totally like rolled him and he just went shot down and like died i think i was going after the guy too but she actually landed the kill shot oh yeah that's right i think they killed me once and then i she stayed alive until i came back nice Um, and then we just we rolled them so yeah that was fun again because it was like my wife and i aren't i would say avid pvp players we kind of do it on occasion so just being able to have that kill shot if you will was satisfying uh, in in my opinion and it mm-hmm. was fun just the hilarity of the situation watching this guy try to escape and just get totally rolled by a, a dot and fall to his death so that was i would say fun pvp experience from my perspective right on man so i'm gonna give mine's also going to be a world of warcraft uh story and since you're more alliance, you can help me with the names of the of the town since it's been a little bit. Um, but in World of Warcraft, outside of Stormwood, isn't that Goldshire? Yep, Goldshire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's like this mound, a little mound of like dirt out there. And so I remember the guild I was in at the time. Uh, this was a great memory. So I was uh, at the time I was Ret Paladin then. Well, I re- it was during rest, so I ret paladin for, um, what do you call it for PvP, mm-hmm. and then yeah, for ret was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like, that was the golden years for me of ret, and then, uh, and then I was tank for raids, main tank for raids and stuff, and so um, anyway, long story short, uh, I loved world PvP. That was still back before the holes, you know, open. What was it the cross realming sort of like? right weird dynamic that they had there so it was like it was a good time because it was the people on your server you knew the names there was that familiarity of knowing the people like in your realm so to speak and which by the way is something that wow is far lost in in many years now but uh so we went i was like yo i was like what if we go and we go just take a just go occupy but if we just go occupy outside of their main city, you're right, and taunt them, and and of course be the terrors that we would, we you know murdering NPCs and and all that stuff in game to where they couldn't complete quests. And <laughs> look, people did it back then, right? But of course it was always in retaliation to somebody, and it's that that traditional wow war story between the alliances, which is, you know, mm-hmm. well it doesn't. Who, who really did it first? Who can say who struck the first blow? There's been so much fighting and it's gone on for so long that no one can really remember that. All that we know is that we're in conflict 
and the fight must go on. (laughs) And it's now it's like tick for tack. It's now our turn, right? To, to, to land the blow. And so we went and we, uh, we went and we went outside of the Alliance area. We, we like, uh, you know, we went and we tagged a few of the, the, uh, city guards and caused them to run almost all the way to Goldshire just to kind of cause some stirring up some aggro. We went and in Goldshire went and killed the NPCs in the towns and in the little town, all the people there. And, uh, then we went and we, we literally went and threw our like guild banners down on top of this, uh, mound of dirt. And it was like only like four or five of us at the time. And then the Alliance numbers grew that we were fighting. And then the horde numbers grew that we're fighting until you had about, I want to say there was at least 20 ish of us there and in, in the guild that I was in. And then there was like a lot more Alliance there, but granted a lot of them were like, they weren't, you know, the difference between an organized raid group and, yeah. and just a r- bunch of randoms trying to fight and pick you off is they're uncoordinated. And we, it, it got to a point where I want to say that there was probably, I just remember that it was like kind of stuttering the server a bit because there were yeah. so many people fighting on both sides by the end of it all that like, finally we like everyone was getting lagged up and like, we finally got wiped and it was like, all right, it's time to go. So we literally held that hill, some random little mounded dirt for no reason, just cause we could stir up a fight and just enjoyed the camaraderie of fighting together and, you know, enjoying, enjoying our success. And that was a great time. Uh, but yeah, so I'm seeing some chat while players are so blanked up. <laughs> Funeral raids yeah, I mean, that messed up. I remember that. On either side, but I would agree with you there. I mean, I've been an Alliance player from day one, and I've done some Horde, but mostly Alliance, and I have to agree, very rarely do you have organization on the Alliance side, which made that very frustrating in PvP. Um, but like I said, when it did work, it worked really well. And that was to me like I think the most fun part is when people are communicating, talking to each other, and just being able to focus on a goal. I think that's that's what makes PvP fun, right? Is having an objective, kind of hanging out, really communicating well. I mean, those are mm-hmm. kind of the staples of good PvP is kind of having some structure around it, but then giving people, you know, an opportunity to really kind of work together the, with the right people, right? Because mm-hmm. you you could have the wrong people and and whatnot, but for the right people, yeah, definitely good stuff. Right. So let's see here. That's funny. Um, but yeah, the next, the next upcoming discussion in the series is going to be, uh, and this is a good one. It's regarding toxicity. So I'm curious if they're going to be kind of coming from the perspective of like in the MMO community in general, is it going to be related to, uh, you know, uh, more of like the Discord? I don't really see being Discord or anything like that. I feel I feel like it's probably going to be like, how do you respond or deal with toxicity? And I feel like yeah. I'm not. I don't know. I'm just trying. I'm just making an off the wall. Uh, you know, I'm a trying to make an educated guess. So we'll kind of see if I was right or not. But I have a feeling that they're going to say like, how do you handle it? And it ended up being this like conversation where people are going, this is how you handle toxicity. And then the people who feel like they're dealing with a lot of toxicity will be like, oh, I've learned from this experience. And then they'll take it and they'll move on and our community or the Ashes community will get better. That's what I think is probably going to happen. I could be wrong. 
but that's just my like if i was gonna go ahead and like make a if i was gonna make a uh guess if you will an educated guess that's probably it um so next point on of conversation was on june 27th uh, thursday which was the day before the last live stream which we're going to get to with some of our thoughts in a minute we got the developer diaries animation so uh, one prop i got to give intrepid even though it's quite quite frankly even though it's kind of boring from my perspective right now and and i think to a lot of people which i'm going to kind of get to that whole to a lot of people and some of that feedback that i've gotten within my own communities um but yeah, it's good from my perspective that even though it's really quiet and they've definitely gone into more of a like closed development state, it's good that they're being consistent with certain things. Maybe not everything, but at least with things like the developer diaries, dev discussions, uh, always getting out like, you know, the the video snapshots they get out and everything. And uh, I know in the last our, our last show, we we definitely made a suggestion Uh don't know whether that'll happen. Maybe it's too much for them. I don't know. But um, yeah, this was a really good one. I thought the animation video for this developer diary was good. Uh, it, I liked a lot of the fact that it wasn't just on character model animations and attack animations. Um, although that was a good part part of it. We also got to see like the animation of like the bear and uh, some things like that. And they kind of explained about how then there is that one creature, you know, the thing that's like got a crazy gnarly grill and it's got like that bulb that comes down. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, Fangler. Fangler. That's it. The Fangler. The Fangler was like jumping and, you know, and it was like this cool little animation to that, which I thought was awesome. I, I, I think that stuff's pretty interesting in general. But uh, they the one point they made a uh, what was his name? Brad, right? Brad Constantine. Yeah, Brad Constantine. He made a point to say that you know even though this is fantasy they wanted the the movements to be realistic like kind of how we would relate to movement in our world even though mm -hmm. it was still a high fantasy game um but yeah overall i thought that that video was probably from for me and what i'm interested in that was probably the best best one i've seen so far for the dev diaries but what were some of your thoughts about it yeah, I tend to agree. I mean, I really enjoyed seeing the combat progression and just some of the movement there. I mean, I was, you know, excited that they were starting early to look at that because I know a lot of games I've seen that kind of is almost like a polished thing. It's almost an afterthought. So kind of seeing that was really nice. Um, you know, while this was technical and there was kind of a lot of information there, I... I feel like it was my favorite uh, so far because it was a really nice look into the process, which kind of made me think a little bit more about the, seeing some of the mechanics uh, type of videos. As we get further along, I'm really, you know, antsy to be able to see that. I think that's a lot of what people are looking for, but not to say again that this wasn't value added. I mean, I think Brad really presented well. Yeah. Jeff was in the video too, presented well in terms of how they interact with each other on the design side with animation. Um, and I do like that they're keeping their eye on kind of a quality and also an ability yeah. to scale because everything can look great in kind of these little snippets, but with an MMO, you need to be able to build with the future in mind. So, you know, having already learned from their experiences on the back end, not supporting yeah. what they really wanted to do, you know, I'm glad they're continuing to kind of keep that in fresh in their mind and approaching, you know, combat and approaching you know, animations for, you know, your NPCs and your mounts, et cetera. Um, so it just gives me confidence that 
you know, at the very least, they're focusing on the right things. Um, the combat animations look cool. I mean, I like that they had some weight to it. There was some style without necessarily going over the top. And like you said, the balance between fantasy and realism was good. I'd have to say I was pretty darn impressed with the armor shots at the end. And I like that they, had, and I know this is crossing over a bit, but I like they kind of addressed that in the live stream. Hey, these aren't cinematic renders. This is actual in-game engine stuff because they look pretty sweet, um, in my opinion. So, I mean, in terms of the more ornate armor, obviously, you know, I am a fan of, you know, some more subdued stuff, but what they did show really felt like it was well put together for something more on the high fantasy side. Yeah, that was one thing too. I, was, I forgot to mention was the the everyone in the Discord seemed to be going, oh, you know, nerding out really hard about it because the uh, there this you know towards the end of the Dev Diary video, you got to see the you know the two the two character models as they were like standing there in game, mm-hmm. kind of back to back but separated, wearing the armor and the clearly the armor style wasn't that wasn't completely that that we had seen in uh what do you call it uh, in APOC. Uh, the armor and all that ray tracing. Yeah, it was really, it was really good. Um, so I'm, I'm actually sitting here making notes right now. Uh, but yeah, so let me go ahead and fast forward a little bit, uh, to the discussion in the live stream. Um, and I'm, I'm going to probably let you go first on this in a second. First, before we do that though, uh, I'm kind of jumping around. I know I'd set some bullet points up for that, but uh, I'm going to kind of jump around a bit. I'm going to read some comments because I've got these on my phone here and I'd save them. Now I want to kind of give some perspective. Uh, it was around the end of May, right? So the la- around the time of the last live stream and some feedback I was getting then in regard to the, to this is the, these are people in the community. Granted, these are, this is going to be com- These are going to be comments from both people that have been veteran uh, members of the community like you and I who've been watching the game and following it for some time. And then there's going to be comments that are going to be related to individuals who maybe weren't or aren't as invested in following it as much. We got one person necro in chat who said that, uh, and this is just today in here that basically he's just here to watch that. He felt he lost faith in the project and pulled away from it, leaving the main discord in the guild, uh, that he was in, which is unfortunate to hear. But, um, one of the people in my community almost said the name. I'm going to try to keep that undisclosed, but might just be me. This was around the last live stream, right? Might just be me, but each live stream seems to go backwards and and forwards to what is set in stone. I guess it's still early, so changes are always made. Uh, another member in the community said, I'm feeling the same. So basically expect an APOC launch announcement within the next month. Got it. This was, again, last May. Right, so this is the live stream before the one we just hit on. Um, then you have some people that were kind of uh, giving some more neutral feedback, just saying, not really sure what to think about it, kind of just waiting to see what happens. And then, uh, yeah, basically then they had talked about, okay, so we're expecting an announcement in the next month or so, which we know here means nothing. It's not a tangible thing. Can't really rely on it. So then we fast forward to some comments that I gathered uh, right here, which is one was saying, love seeing progress on the model movement and the environment destruction. Uh, another person said, bored, 
instruction was basic, legit. The things I feel should be basic to the instruction side anyway. Didn't really feel drawn to it much. But then I'm going to go jump over to another Discord because I have comments there. And please hold, please hold. Mm-hmm. Oh, wrong one. I apologize. Let's see here. That one. Okay, so. Okay. There was a conversation going back and forth. I'm just going to, this is the more, more on the negative side. And I asked them to, if I could share it, because they did give a lot of pretty significant like statements. And of course it was something that was, you know, discussed, but the statement said, I'm getting so over these dev streams, lack of content. It's making me salty. They're going to just, just hiatus from ashes altogether for a while. It's the same stuff. Every stream, I get their workflow, but they promise so much more. Then there was kind of a back and forth and saying that uh, it's the same type of content every time, ever environment art models, APOC, more environment art. Outside of that, like one, uh, which showed off castle sieges, was just to see spells, class, and race animations. Or they said that they want to see spells, classes, race animations, etc. Um, just feels like they're showing us all the same, uh, all the stuff that they can sell. And they they did make a point. A lot of people made the point to say that the horses that we saw were was really awesome. I I've definitely noticed a big difference. But again, in in the grand scheme of things, horse models are a little trivial, especially if you're not talking about it being one of the ones from like the Kickstarter, right? Uh, and then said, have no doubt that there's a lot of content in the background. Class design uh, should have already been started by this point. Themes, concepts, lore mostly giving us lore by going, hey, look at this concept art. Here's a sentence now. In defense of this particular statement, my counter is going to be, I get it. They're keeping lore close to the chest, and they want it to be something that for the majority of players, you're not going to really get a whole lot of until you're actually playing the game anyway. So from my perspective, I, I have no expectation of us really seeing lore, anything significantly lore heavy until after we're like, experiencing it ourselves in game i just don't see that happening um so to so to veer away from that uh maybe you could share some of the comments that maybe you've gotten from your own communities that you're in i've made bullet points for the video some some positives some negatives some feedback uh but maybe you could kind of share some of this like echoing you know the echoing voices that you're hearing that maybe resonate something similarly or uh or you know just kind of some of the stuff in your specific community members that maybe mentioned without giving names, whatever is preferable there. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I took some notes. I kind of hit a few of the discords that I frequent and, and I would say a lot of it. I mean, I think one thing that I was pretty consistent about was that they were positive about the format. They liked the format that we were getting updates from different departments, but when it came down to the content, I think a lot of the feedback I got was give me less apocalypse, give me more MMO. Um, and I think some felt like kind of to echo what you uh, said in terms of your community's feedback was it feels like we're still getting basics or scraps, a lot of hints, a lot of teasing, oh, hey, we've got, you know, X, Y, and Z, can't wait to show you. And, and it, it kind of flies in the face a little bit of the open development concept. And I can understand why, right? I think they went, and kind of gave us kind of raw stuff very early on. Yeah. They got some feedback on it and they're pulling back. So I, I can understand that philosophy, but I feel like in a sense, and 
we've talked about this in other podcasts, right? It's almost an overcorrection. Um, I think there was some feedback around dates for key things like the director's letter. I mean, you should know and give a deadline to your team on when that needs to go out. I felt like that was even still fluid. Hey, it may show up in the first couple of weeks of the month and all the dates will be there. And, and I, I am expecting that we're not going to get any more dates other than maybe some apocalypse testing. Yeah. Um, I feel like they're doing a lot behind the scenes. I don't have a sense that they're not doing anything. It's clear from the strain that activities are happening. Um, but it still feels like streams are info light. They're kind of, you know, I can't remember how somebody from my community put it exactly, but it's almost like they're skirting around the development. When I think the reality is there is work happening. It's just, I think there's some level of comfort that they want to build back up and confidence they want to build back up with the community because they have released information. People have reacted, maybe not in the most positive way. So they really mm -hmm. want to be certain. But personally, I feel like the explanation that we're really trying to keep this more holistic for newer community members. I mean, even on the stream, somebody actually wrote in chat, Hey, I'm new and I even want more. Um, so, and that's kind of, you know, in terms of my feedback, I'll kind of go into that in a bit when we cover that. But I think general consensus has been, we like what we're seeing. We want more and we want more MMO. I mean, APOC, feels like, you know, a lot of people are like, it's great that you've got this tool to be able to test, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't want to hear about APOC. I want to hear about the MMO. I want to hear about the class abilities the team is working on from a character perspective. I want to see more, you know, animations or progressions on the different races, um, not just, you know, I think it's been, you know, Kalar, you know, Empyrean and, and now we've kind of gotten a little more Nikua, but you know, I think they were teasing a little bit about the VAC. And, you know, I kind of latched on that, hoping that they were going to show something on the VAC. And even that was kind of like a little bit of back and forth. Well, we're not really going to show this, but we're going to talk about it. So, hey, they look really cool. Okay. I don't want to get teased. <laughs> I mean, that was kind of the feedback I got. And I personally, I kind of felt the same too. I felt like, we were just on the cusp of getting things, but we didn't actually get all the way there, which again, right. I, I don't think that that's a cause for alarm. I'm not, you know, trying to kind of, uh, you know, be negative there. I'm just saying we're all really excited about seeing this progress that you've been discussing. Let's see the progress. Yeah. Um, if you're going to talk I, about it, show some of it too. Exactly. I mean, you know, or at least kind of dial back the dialogue so you're really focused on maybe going deeply on what you really are ready to show. Um, I mean, I, I'd say my favorite part of it as usual was really kind of the discussion around, um, you know, what Bacon is working on um, because I always feel like, you know, that's a good time. I like seeing the environments. I like seeing what, that environmental art team is really doing to make things unique and you kind of really see the cultural influences there mm -hmm. but i think in terms of where we are in the project and and again i know that 
things have been reset, but I still feel like we should be out of the realm of concept art. And at some point people are going to say, Hey, this is early. This is iteration. Right. We don't want to like put people out that are new seeing something that's a work in progress, but I'm like, well, that's what open development's really about um, is showing work in progress. And if, you know, people are, you know, have that in their mind, so be it. I mean, but you're really, it's really difficult for people that have been following you for such a long time to kind of stick with it. If you're kind of repeating the same thing over and over, hoping to get new people to come in and be impressed because you're going to lose the people. And in a lot of ways you have lost yeah. a good portion of the people that were pretty vocal at the start of the project. Mm-hmm. The big proponents um, of those the were the project. people that got you over the line in Kickstarter and in summer, yeah. um, you know, summer backer, um, the summer backers as well. I think that's the one, the one, this is, this is where I'm at on it with that, in that regard. I agree with you on the, that's, those are the people that, that helped, you know, because yeah, you your Kickstarter did really good, and it you know it launched really well, and you got a lot of people that were there. Just because you got that, don't think that like you're assured that consistently, and don't think that some people aren't going to be like they just may. You can get burned out on an MMO before an MMO launches, no matter how much money you spent in it. You may not feel like it's worth it later. Right. I mean, I have no doubt that the project's going to reveal plenty. It's going to be very fruitful later. That I have no doubt about. Um, but I think the main mistake that's that's made right now is that you were willing to take the risks with open development and committed to open development. And in, in that respect, a lot of people got to see a lot more. Like you got to see the Alpha Zero stuff back then. You got to see all this stuff. We got into APOC testing. We started doing that. And the thing I've said before, and I, I said it before, and I said, mark my words on something, right? I don't know which one it was. It was probably about two months ago. And it was when the, it, was, it had to be at least two months ago, actually. It was probably two to three months ago. But I said, mark my words, people are going to have enough of this if you stick around in the APOC scene for too long. It's going to burn people and they're going to get fed up with it and they're not going to be around. They're going to they're gonna bounce. Whether it's permanently or not, they're going to bounce. And I'm calling it out right now. That's what's happening. Because whether people are gone permanently or not, the momentum isn't what it was before. And so people aren't around as actively now. You got people that are leaving guilds. You got people that are leaving the Discord. You got people that... I mean, I've even noticed a decline in my content specifically related to Ashes as a result. And I've seen it across the board and content related to ashes as a result and a lot of the other creators who create stuff for this i've i've gone and looked i looked at the analytics right and uh let me let me do something really quickly here okay uh, i did this for Fortnite in a video not too long ago people are like Fortnite, ew sam i'm like listen i gotta i gotta i gotta keep working the muscles man as a content creator i gotta keep working the muscles right so i've made they make it really good Epic Games makes it really easy for me to make content because they mess up so many stupid things. They make so many mistakes regularly, especially when it comes to community, right? So we're going to go to, let's see if I'm right. I'm either going to completely shoot myself in the foot 
or I'm going to call it out. I'm going to bet that on Google Trends, I'm going to bet that the numbers for ashes have diminished significantly. Let's take a look. What's Google Trends? Oh, I don't know. It's only like part of Google. They, they do analytics for the game. For every, they do analytics for everything on the internet, okay? Literally. I mean, Google is like one of the number one places you go where businesses go to promote products because they, they use Google and they do Google ads. You got them all over websites, right? AdWords and all that sort of stuff. You got these analytics that are tied into Google because why? Because every time, and I said this in another video and for another piece of content recently, but when you want to know something, what do you do? You Google it. The reason that Googling it is a term is because that's where people go to research, right? So you better believe Google Trends directly correlates to the momentum that a game or anything has, any any product, service, any of that, um, or brand, any of that junk, right? So let's look at past 12 months, and let's look at this right here and do this in regard to dang man what interesting let's do it worldwide not just in the u.s okay in the past 12 months let's do yeah past 12 months okay and yeah so we've got a pretty significant, wow, pretty significant drop. Now it looks like the peak of in the past 12 months of people researching ashes on the internet was, or it looks like August of 2018. Ah, that was around the time, wasn't that around the time the APOC went into closed testing? APOC and PAX, right? And PAX. Mm -hmm. So you had a, a big bump up from, you know, almost doubled in jump from July of last year into August of last year, literally about mm, short of 30 days. So we jumped up significantly. And then, you know, we kept spiking up and down a lot all the way through October, diminished a good bit into November, into early December, spiked again around what? December 16th, the 20th. Remember that? That was around the end of APOC. Yeah, that was a big APOC testing period. And then January we dropped. Then we drop again and we spike in March. We spike in April. Um, and then we drop significantly. Overall, though, the trend, it just, it's its little. You can go look this up on Google Trends, man. And, yeah, as I look at this, the the traffic and the, the, the you know, people seeking information about the game slowly is dying down. So that, that directly correlates to the viewership on the live streams, to viewing uh, videos on YouTube, to, you know, Google searches. So it's not like we're just saying this stuff. I mean, there's like tangible evidence to support that, you know, the, the engagement's not there where it was before. So my point is, is I really feel, and this is a guesstimation, again, an educated guess. I feel like this ties and directly correlates to not getting away from the APOC narrative. And I said in a few months ago, I said, if they keep sticking around with APOC, I think last month, my my suggestion was like, if you've got this other world that they've showcased previously, right, where they walked us through with a quest, we went by a fishery or something, we fought some creatures, ended up find, fighting Sorrow's Hunger, and then they ended it there, we saw this rolling landscape, and everything was all hunky-dory, everybody was excited, right? But we, again, if, if they just took that world that they even displayed to us then, 
around the farms and all that stuff. And they just showcase these characters we saw on the live stream with this as the backdrop. I truly believe that that alone would really change a lot of people's minds as far as that perception, right, of what they're seeing. Their perception is, oh, I remember this. This is APOC. Then they're just showing us APOC stuff. However, if the backdrop, right, behind like Dawnbreaker the last time and then this month behind some of these, you know, um, oh, I don't even remember what they sh showed. I don't know that they necessarily showed. Oh, they did. They did. They did. They used the APOC testing environment to showcase some of the new changes they made. They were showing right, some. Right. They, they showed. Yeah. They showed some things. So I got a list of things here. Okay. Um, they showed destructibles, which one of the people in my community complained about. Right. To be fair, granted, yes, destructibles is kind of in six months. I don't really know that I'd care to really see that. I find it cool that that's something that they outlined and that they've worked on. But again, going back into the overall narrative, is that really some, I feel like that's something a little more trivial. Is it cool? Yes. Am I happy with it? Absolutely. Do I see that the work was done and they made improvements? Absolutely. But I hope, you know, I think the perception is that's not what you've been doing with six months, is it? So the destructibles, I mean, before it was like you smashed the wall in APOC and then it was just kind of gone. This time it's like things explode, things shatter. That's totally cool. I love that for a level of immersion. Uh, then they showcased player hitboxes and they were using a longbow, I believe. And clearly they did some work on that. And that looked great. That, But, you know, that is, and I want to tie this into people, granted it was in the APOC environment they were showcasing it, which is the only complaint I have about it. Just let it be somewhere else, right? But with that being said, I mean, I saw, I saw as someone who played APOC, I saw improvements on the hitboxes by watching that, right? Kind of improvements that I would have wanted to see back when I was playing it. So that was a big plus. Uh, then they showed the like deployable Griffin, right? Like how that you could jump up was jump up into the air and then you could like yeah. relaunch your mount. Yeah. Right. So that's something that they were playing with. We don't know if that'll actually end up being in strictly like APOC or if this is going to be something that's going to actually get shifted over into part of what we do in game. that it wasn't something they think would be viable in the MMO. Okay. And it would agree with. Yeah, I don't think so from a combat perspective. I can see that getting uh, used in a lot of bad ways. Mm-hmm uh so yeah they showed some things that were real trivial like uh changes to signs in apoc again i don't even though that's cool um yeah gliding in the mmo exactly gliding is I totally the mentioned MMO. that mm -hmm. at some point yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it is yeah, yeah gliding is the mmo um they they also showed us i think they showed us to us a, a few months back maybe and it was uh the beaches which granted when they showed this to us before I love it. The the water at the edge of the beach. Again, it looks great. My only complaint, it's APOC you're showing us. I think that's the problem is these are all things and they're and they're saying this goes and can shift right over into the MMO. And I'm going, so go pick a corner of the map and show us there. Because then again, people are going, the difference is, oh, that looks cool, but it's APOC. Versus, right. oh my God, that's cool. Wait, where is that? And then you just leave them wondering where it is, right? Right. I think that difference in the narrative is, is vitally important. Uh, let's see. They did show some architecture, which, you know, and this was concept art, granted, et cetera. They showed KLR, which was some new stuff. We got to see it looked very... Uh, looked medieval. Yeah, medieval, I was thinking. Uh, some of it actually reminded me of stuff I've seen in, like, Castlevania in the 
previous yeah, Castlevania games. Yeah, which I did have that kind of feel. Mm, I would agree. Which was cool. Uh, Empyrean architecture again, and then we got to see some dwarf concept art, which was cool. That was the yeah, thing that, that caught me. That to me was the highlight of the stream. I mean, I personally, I mean, I was impressed by the destructive stuff, and yeah, and I know that was a little more on the technical side, and I totally get the feedback. Well, hey, this is still mm-hmm. kind of basic, but it is basic engine stuff. And I mean, the you know, I think you you know hit the nail on the head. It is a new level of immersion where you can really impact the world. So I did like that. I mean, again, all these are really great things they did show. It just felt like we were still at the cusp of wanting more. And mm-hmm. I think they even commented on it in the stream. Right. You know, hey, you know, they talked about the meme that Cam put together. Um, and yeah, it just felt like that. It's feeling like that. And I know it was in the moment it was funny, but the reality is that's a lot of what you know, folks are feeling as you're like, we, you give us these little snippets and we want more, more, more. And that's just because we're excited and we're hyped by this. And, and, you know, I think there's some level of trust that we need to work back up to with the developers, you know, in terms of their comfort level in sharing this stuff. Um, and, and, and maybe they're going to cover that in their toxicity, you know, uh, dev discussion, it's like, you know, at what point are you going to say, look, you're going to have, you know, haters are going to hate and you have to kind of temper that with the fact that you you are losing people that have been with the community the long haul. You're, those people are going to be your advocates and your evangelists mm-hmm. if you trust them. And I think that's the balance that I still feel like Intrepid's trying to find. Again, this isn't a commentary like, you know, this is yeah. all a smoke screen and all the garbage that came back, you know, from some other CCs that are no longer CCs. All oh, right. I I think it just us, you know, it's saying, hey, you know, we want to be your advocate. We want to be your evangelist in the community. Trust us with something new, right? Trust us with something that shows showcases the world. And I get maybe there's like okay well we want this to be discovered in the mmo and i kind of get that but at least give us something more to hold on to and i think you made a great point when we were talking about their walk the developer walkthrough i think that was probably when you saw some of the spikes and people googling because you know you had you know steven getting distracted by the beautiful environment in the mmo world and people are like, yeah, people eat that up. And I think yeah. you've got to keep doing that. Yeah, I think that people aren't seeing it. That's what I think, too, because it's like Stephen really is like the, you know, the person when people when they think of like the face to in, to the game. It's mm-hmm. it's Stephen Sharif for multiple reasons. Like he's the CEO, creative director. He funded the game himself. Right. He's been at the forefront in conversations and stuff. And that's not happening as much anymore. But when that did happen, you saw him get, you know, like Steven ADD, where he basically is running around and then he starts going, ooh, what are these guys doing over here? And then he kind of gets lost and people have to get him back on track. Like when you see a developer excited in that way versus them just sharing they're excited about what's going on in the studio, it's a very different level of, it's something you interpret very differently than just like, oh, we're so excited about this. Can't wait to show you all this stuff. 
you know, when is it going to happen? Oh, we'll let you know. And then that's kind of the thing that happens. It's like, okay, it's great, whatever. But when you see like someone in the studio who's getting like distracted by what's going on in the game and he's there every day, like that's really good. That can be very powerful. Um, but I do agree, like in order to advocate, and this is something I know a lot about and in, in another regard, right? In order to advocate for, for an entity, a person or a group of people, you have to have a level of trust and you have to have a level of information and you, you've got to be able to say with those who have confidence in you that they can rely on your word. Right. And that's kind of how advocation works. And in that regard, uh, we can't really advocate as creators in any way, people that are official content creators or otherwise, if we don't really have that. And that's part of what you said earlier is it kind of comes back to need to rebuild the trust because that has been damaged a bit. And granted all these things like i had some other notes about the live stream right they showed they ended it with kayla armor they talked about the the otter mount which we got to see which was great because again we're shifting away from here's like a uh this is just concept art now we're starting to show you 3d rendering my biggest praise that i'm gonna give them is they stuck to a format that i feel like works that they did last time yeah, absolutely. I feel like that level of consistency in regard to the live streams is going to be really powerful for them moving forward. Um, still, they are showing more than they did compared to several months back, right around the time of like February, March, April, and that time frame when it kind of died down quite a bit. Um, and we were just getting a bunch of runaround language. Like it wasn't really showing a whole lot. It's just that's my perspective. That's the truth. That's kind of what it was to a lot of people. Granted, it may not be on their end, but opinions vary. And I'm entitled to an opinion. Uh, the the armadillo pet, right? We got to see that, which was like something that's quite old now. So they yeah, the courier. Mm-hmm. So they've showcased in two months three different literal packages from the months that have been bought to support the game, like the the monthly cosmetic, the pangolin. Yes. Uh, so we got the pangolin, we got the um the otter. Then they showcase the last time the Dawn uh, Dawnbreaker mount, which is cool, the like owl-looking butterfly wing sort of one. Um, yeah, so TLF in chat, which you know almost everybody knows TLF is right. Yes, the format of has improved a lot, and I'm glad they picked questions ahead of time and got through them all. I do agree with that. Um, yeah, the were, fact that they mm-hmm. ran over, they made a point of saying, "Look, we're yeah. at time, but yeah. we're going to run over because we want to get these questions out there." That was a pro move. I, I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things I call that as the pros too, to give them props. Definitely. Yeah, get a balance our criticism with both positive and negative. Like the negative is hoping that they take it and use it for constructive criticism and feedback and they grow from it. And the positive is just to reinforce all the stuff that they're doing well. I feel like that's one of the best things you can do if you have a voice is to really like distribute and com- you know communicate that effectively to either someone who can communicate, communicate it to them or if they're willing to listen, that they take that themselves. Uh, so the other thing that was noteworthy was they said, here we got some announcement coming up. They said the creative director's letter and what, in the, within the next two weeks, roughly? Yep, two weeks. Okay. It's going to outline some dates, I believe, was the, was the statement they made. We don't know dates for what exactly. They did mention the live stream, uh, APOC coming back open. I didn't see that they specifically ad- acknowledge or address the specific questions in chat. I might have missed it. 
right? I was multitasking it at the time, but I think there was questions of, is it just going to be BR? I don't know that I saw an answer to that. I've tried to look and see one, but I didn't. And I don't remember hearing it. If you are watching this on YouTube here in the next couple of days, or if you, if you want, please leave a comment. If you can kind of cite that and citing that again, doesn't mean putting, typing down words. This is what they said. You've got to give me a link and a timestamp. I had people try to go back and forth saying, no, this is true because they said this. And I'm like, well, you need to show me where they said this because I deal in facts and that could just be something you heard and remember. And that's not a fact. That's just coming out of your head. It could be speculation for all we know. Uh, yeah. Somebody clipped me, clip this or yeah. cite this somewhere, but I know there was some discussion with when bacon was on, he kind of mentioned something about APOC. And I think there was a correction from, Maggie, I believe, or Stephen around. Well, that's it's just BR where they mention it. But again, you know, that will mm -hmm. have to go look for the timestamp. Right, I think that. I remember that he's like, it's just BR. But again, that kind of trans transfer. He said something like he transfers over right to the right. It, it's all part of APOC, right? But I mean, me personally, I'm not expecting to see anything but BR testing not, in the doctor's yeah. letter. I mean, and I don't know whether that's me being salty or what but I, i'm i'm expecting that they're still keeping castle siege because they're mm -hmm. kind of still working on the engineering side and anything you know br plus i'm expecting that that's that's still a ways off considering but that's again that's me just trying to temper any excitement with realism right. here is that yeah. they did you know they are going through quite a bit of their back end so yeah i feel like you could kind of tell that they're all been grinding away at this and granted this you know i think one thing to say is like this may not be the only setback that there is although to be fair the biggest set setbacks are usually like the foundation pieces like this like backed architecture and things like that physics and game sort of stuff yeah like better now game. than later yeah, yeah better now I, than later i have to agree if, if we want to, you know, kind of focus on balance, you know, reporting here on the Ashes Pathfinders podcast, it, it is definitely going to be, you know, I'd rather the big stuff blow up now and then mm -hmm. and we you know we're only polishing later. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm pretty confident it's just going to be back into BR testing again, uh, mm -hmm. because I know part of what they're working on is the numbers, people, the numbers of people in a place at the same time, et cetera. That is something they do have to fundamentally get right because, quite frankly, like you want to have castle sieges and you want this in the open world, like this is in the world. So you need these things working fundamentally smoothly at this point in time before you start to build. This is like your foundation. You can't have cracks in your foundation. It'll it'll fall apart later. You don't want that. Um, and I'm not too worried about show, showing APOC as I'm pretty sure most of it except the combat will be in the MO. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not worried about it either. Uh, I will say some other things to look forward to though. Um, I can't say how much I'll be get testing APOC this time around. Uh, I'll do my due diligence and give it my best. I don't, I don't think you'll even see me as a creator grinding at it too hard until we get to something new. I mean, with all that, like the battle pass scenario stuff that they had on there, I mean, I maxed it out. I, I mean, I've already, I burned out 50 already. I was one of probably earlier people that did it too. And it was, got done with it, man. I mean, there's not a whole lot for me to do. If you give me more to do in there outside testing, I tested APOC for what? The better part of 
four months or something. Yeah. So, you know, I'm kind of over testing the BR at this point. I'm ready for castle sieges and other things like that. Uh, one thing they did mention that I'm looking forward to is that they said Vec Orc. They were they were mentioning the Vec a good bit, and they were kind of talking about expecting us to kind of see some more related to them soon. So I'm not sure what they're hinting at. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're hinting at like character modeling, architecture. We've seen Maybe architecture. Divine something in the divine node. That's why article. I was wondering. Yeah, which is yeah. supposed to be coming up soon, I believe, right? Yeah, I mean, I would expect it to kind of be hitting in those first couple weeks, hopefully, um, if we're kind of doing the weekly blog thing. Mm-hmm. So that has had some inconsistencies. I mean, oh. I think for various reasons but i would hope we would see that Uh, but that kind of fell into the the cons of this is great stuff we can't wait to show you but not yet i'm like no i know it's like uh, that's kind of like you know what you said too about the memeing going on like the memeing the memes are so heavy because it's so consistently delivered meme worthy uh, and yeah, TL said this was it was supposed to be last month on the vine. Okay, yeah, I felt like for some reason I felt like June was really quiet. Yeah, I mean, I was hoping there would be more, but I know I was out of pocket with a lot of yeah. like, work and personal travel. So, mm-hmm. um, I I was well. I I'm I'm glad you know they kind of did release the content they did release. It definitely is on the side of let's give me more i wanted to come back and be like oh man i missed that but so i guess a lot there yeah so i think that from my perspective here's what i'm going to leave for the viewer and for the uh whether you're viewing this on youtube later you're viewing here on twitch as a you know subscriber watching the vod later or you're watching it now um, i would encourage you all to leave this especially on the video uh when it goes up on youtube because that's an easier place for everybody to have a conversation. I know we get some comments over on Patreon, um, which doesn't really stick to the YouTube video. So people can't kind of respond to that as much like other people in the community can't. And I think sometimes it's missed too by even us here. <clears throat> but um, I feel like what I want to know from you all in the community is as far as this live stream go, was it a pass? Was it a fail for you? If it was a pass and if it was a success, if they won, if they succeeded, how did they succeed? What was it that for you delivered? And if they didn't, how did it not deliver? What did you feel like was missing? These are the types of things that I feel like are important. The Dev C not coming from my mouth or Daedalus's mouth here on the show saying, yeah, people I know said, okay, well, is that your guild? Is that your community inside of a streaming network? Is that... You know, just a, a couple buddies that you hang out with. Where where's that coming from? Well, you know, it ha- uh, the words that we we deliver. Sure, we're kind of. I don't mind being the middleman and communicating that and sharing that, and I'm happy to do it. Uh, but those words have more power when it's not coming from one voice and it's coming from X amount of voices. So if I've read three, I read what I think I read four or five different people's comments right there. Um, and if those four or five people who I love you all, you're awesome. And I don't mind sharing it, but if your words are on their videos or on, on these shows on YouTube, then they're, they're there. So when the devs go and look at it, they go and they go, 
oh, this person said and this person said, right? As opposed to it being one person saying, well, what we're thinking is this. You have one person's voice, right? Even though it's still the same message, it's different than when you've got all those people kind of investing their time and going and putting their words down from their mouth. That's kind of like my two cents on the whole thing. Your voice is important and it does carry weight. And while one person's voice might not seem like it's that strong, as the greater whole, it certainly does. Magic man, Kyra. Kyra, Magic Man Ashes. Hey, how's it going, buddy? Nice to see you getting better, Sim. Oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah. Sim, righteous hammer. Lord, Sim, word off glory. Lord, Sim, the lights, justice. I love it. I love when the Texas speech goes and reads all that off for me. It actually read the name of the emote, so it's great. <laughs> Kyra, thanks so much for the eight months, uh, buddy. I appreciate it greatly, friend. Thank you so much. And yes, I was sick over the weekend. It was pretty, pretty hard, but I am feeling much better today. Thank you very much. I was exhausted. I actually took a nap after work today for like three hours and then got up like 30 minutes before this was like, I have to be there. I have to do this for everybody. We have to. The Pathfinder must march forward, you know. So, yeah, and I, I plan on passing out immediately at the end of this. We've actually made it an hour. We had a pretty good conversation with this. Yeah, um, I agree. We could have made a good combo. Heck yeah. So July 15th is my first day back. So that's literally two weeks from today. Next Monday, I won't be here. So the show, you know, am I? Uh, however, I don't really think that's a bad thing at this point. We're expecting by that time to hopefully get the letter. So hopefully we'll get like another blog post. We'll get the letter that we can talk about. And here in two weeks, we can come back and hopefully have a good bit of information to kind of dig into again to give us a nice full hour conversation like we had today. That would be awesome. Um, yeah, any final points or any notes you want to make sure we kind of touch on before we kind of wrap this up? Yes, a couple things is from for the listeners, viewers, you know, folks that consume content, you know, you know, through YouTube, etc. Totally want to reiterate what Sim is saying. Uh, be a part of the conversation. Your voice is important, especially, um, you know, mm -hmm. as much of the kind of back and forth that we've had on today's podcast, the developers are listening. They are posting things on the forums, mm -hmm. asking for your feedback, definitely engage there. I mean, that's the way your voice can be heard. Um, you know, because you know, just having a, you know, the same people over and over, there is some level, um, I think of stagnation that happens there too. Yeah. So be a new voice, be a part of it. You know, we want to hear your point of view. So do the developers. And then to Intrepid as well, you know, I say this with the utmost respect. Um, most certainly not trying to be weird. But dust me. The Ashes community is ready to get <laughs> dusted with more open development. Do it, man. Do it. Dust me. I don't think they like that. <laughs> I don't think they like it either. But you know what? That's our shtick. That's our thing. <laughs> want to get dusted. <laughs> With information, let's right, not clarify be weird. that. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, as yeah. I give you the eyes. Anyway, thanks. <laughs> Appreciate the support on the podcast. Uh, all the kind words on and off, um, on and off screen here. But uh, definitely looking for more information. God, it's humor, man. It's just humor. Just it's saying. Just trying, it's trying God to be funny. Bless, it's trying dude. to be unique. That's our thing. I know, man. Do you like dust? Gotta light. laugh in these dark times. Don't try to scuff out the light. Yeah, exactly. There you go, dude. 
You guys are terrific. Thanks, TL. Thank you, Thank TL. You. Appreciate, Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, to all of you who are still here, you know, I know that, you know, it's we're in a period right now where there's not as much to talk about. There's not as much to communicate. We kind of like the la like the last episode was called development scraps we kind of get the scraps that we can and we try to make the most out of it we try to give us a good presentation with it and uh this week's was called coming soon trademark is the name of the episode that one was all dataless everybody thought that was fantastic <laughs> i was totally dataless i was like oh yes that's it perfect coming soon tm and it's like Ugh. but okay yeah totally works yeah, it's been great. Everyone, thanks so much for the support, all the subs, all the follows, all the uh, chat in chat when we have these live, because uh, without you all here to to give your voices, lend your ears, uh, the show wouldn't be what it's been for 55 episodes in well over a year now. So thank you so much. It means a lot to me. I know it does the data list too. And friends, Absolutely. we will see you on July 15th, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. You all have a great night. Much love. Until next time, we'll catch you on stream, friends. Take it easy, everyone. Thank you. Good night.